Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck. I'm a partner in our research division. I'm here with Michelle McKenzie, who leads our IoT research, and we're going to talk about the recent wave of consolidation between IoT connectivity disruptors. This is based on an article that you can find on our website. There's a link to that article and other research on IoT disruptors in the notes for this podcast. So, um, first of all, Michelle, let's just um, talk about the landscape and lay out the landscape for for this um, for this consolidation that's happened. So, so first of all, what what do we mean by IoT connectivity disruptors and how are they different from the the mobile operators? Yeah, so the IoT connectivity disruptors, they're a group of companies that compete with mobile network operators for the IoT connectivity business. Now, they might be MVNOs like Wireless Logic, for example, who we'll talk about um, a bit later, or they may be divisions of larger companies in other areas of the value chain, um, companies such as Arm or Telit, for example. Okay, and so how do we how, how do we categorize these different types of disruptor? Yeah, so broadly speaking, there are three groups of IoT connectivity disruptors. So the first are are small privately owned companies. They're owned by their founders or by management. Um, These companies, they may be successful in one country, but generally they tend to have few differentiators. Um, Comfor would have been in this category prior to its acquisition by Wireless Logic, for example. Uh, and many of these companies will look to be acquired while they can still achieve a reasonable valuation. Then the second group um, are those disruptors that are backed by venture capital or private equity companies. Companies such as SI, for example, they're venture capital backed. Others such as Cubic Telecom, um, which has um, a strong automotive proposition, also has strategic investors like Audi Electronics Venture that has invested in Cubic, for example. Um, now, a limited number of these disruptors have attracted private equity backers. So, Abri Partners, for example, holds a majority stake in Core, and Wireless Logic is backed by Montague Private Equity. Now, companies with these ownership structures tend to have more ambitious plans for growth and they have the funding to execute on those plans as well. And then the third group of companies are the larger companies um, in the IoT value chain that have an IoT division. So these could be operators um, that have a subsidiary that is an IoT connectivity disruptor. So KDDI, for example, the Japanese operator acquired um, a small connectivity disruptor, uh, Soricom, some years back. Uh, Some technology companies have an IoT connectivity business. So Sierra Wireless and Telit, for example, both have uh, IoT connectivity businesses. And the IoT divisions of these companies, um, you know, they may have the resources to acquire to grow the business, but equally, uh, divestiture is also an option for some of these these companies. So I guess sort of the important thing about these different categories is you've got clear companies who are in a position they're likely to be wanting to sell. So you've got that first category, lots of relatively small companies with probably a small customer base, small revenues, limited differentiators. And there are probably, what, in Europe, probably more than 30 of those, maybe more than 50 of those. Um, Then you've got a small number of companies who are backed by private equity or or venture capital who are looking to grow and looking to grow through acquisition. Um, And then you've got that third category of companies that are divisions of of larger larger companies, Um, some of them which may buy, some of which may may sell their different positions. Um, And I guess also 
potentially in the buyer's camp, you've also got the M&Os and we've seen some acquisitions from them as well, haven't we? Yes, that's correct. So uh, I think we've sort of touched on it uh, already, but um, in terms of the reasons for acquiring, uh, why are we seeing these acquisitions? What's driving those acquisitions? Yeah, so there are two main reasons for consolidation, Um, geographical expansion or value chain differentiation. Although, of course, they're not they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, A company could pursue both strategies. Um, Let's start with geographical expansion. Uh, Companies pursue this strategy because um, it could put them in a in a better position to win more connectivity deals. you know, as they're building a presence in in new countries, and um, puts them in a better position as well to win more multi-country contracts. Um, it also gives them more credibility with potential customers, um, and it can also increase their bargaining power when negotiating with suppliers. So, for example, for airtime contracts, wireless logic is a good example of a connectivity disruptor that has um, pursued geographic expansion. So it was acquired by Montague Private Equity back in June 2018. And since then, it's made around five or six acquisitions. And these acquisitions have allowed it to expand into the European market. And since then, uh, so it's grown from around 3 million connections to over 6 million um, today. Um, due to those acquisitions, partly due to those acquisitions, as as well as some organic growth, of course. And then the other driver for an acquisition strategy is value chain differentiation. So IoT connectivity disruptors, they want to diversify their businesses to offer new products and new capabilities. And their objectives are to move up the value chain and generate new revenue streams beyond connectivity. So they may acquire new capabilities, for example, in EUICC, for example, um, but they may also acquire new platforms such as device management or new vertical capabilities to target a specific sector. And Core is a good example of a company uh, that has acquired to expand its value chain capabilities. Uh, its, its recent acquisitions uh, include a company called Aspider, um, which, for example, which provided it with access to core network and EUICC capabilities. And then in December 2019, it um, acquired a company called Integron, um, which provides it with access to the healthcare sector. And Core is also a connectivity disruptor that has um, grown through acquisition as well as organic growth. So it had around um, one and a half million uh, connections back in 2014 before it or before it started its big acquisition strategy. And last year, um, mid-2020, it had around 12 million. So significant growth. Yeah, that is big, big growth. Thanks for that, Michelle. So, so, so finally, just thinking about the, this in broader terms, what does all of this acquisition mean for the for the rest of the markets, I mean, in particular for the for the mobile operators, but I guess also for these other fifty odd small disruptors out there. Yeah, so of course the IoT connectivity disruptors that are making these acquisitions and uh, are naturally looking to cut their costs, um, and they're doing this by consolidating their platforms, they're increasing their bargaining power with suppliers, 
and they're reducing their management overhead. So in essence, um, they're, they're looking um, to scale and they're looking for um, economies of scale. And this will have serious implications for the smaller connectivity providers who, who could be priced out of the market and they'll need to innovate to grow but few will be able to sort of deliver um, sustained innovation. So many of those will, will seek to be acquired while, while they still can. Um, but with regard to the operators, I mean, historically, the main advantage they've had over the connectivity disruptors is scale. Uh, and larger enterprises, um, such as the automotive players, have, have tended to work with the operators because of their financial standing and their geographical footprint and so on. Um, but this is now changing and operators are going to have to invest in innovation themselves of their own or possibly even consider merger and acquisition strategies of their own as well. Okay, thanks, thanks for that, Michelle. So there's, there's plenty more content on IoT and connectivity disruptors on our website. And to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>